Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. Before we get into anything further, we're going to begin the day with a quote. Our attitude toward life determines life's attitude towards us. And that's a quote by Earl Nightingale. That is the quote from today in the Best Self Journal, and today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. This is episode number 291 of the show. The title of today's show is Scaling Up Fermented Food Production and the Principle of Auto-Suggestion. That's right, today's show will provide you with some good information about scaling a fermented food operation. So if you want the full notes from the tour that I took at a local commercial fermented food operation in Cleveland, Ohio, the only way to get those is to join the Telegram group, t.me slash allaroundgrowth, where you can download the notes there in a Word document and collaborate and communicate and connect with all of us. So the reason we are getting into the show today in the way that we are is because I want to focus more on farm and homestead topics. I've mentioned this in a few past episodes, but I am making a dedicated effort to do so when I can and as time allows because spring is upon us and I will be working overtime and we will most likely resort back to or revert back to reading of devotionals. So maybe I can pick up uh, a new homestead-oriented daily devotional. And guys and gals in the audience, if you have any suggestions, or hell, maybe I could even read the Farmer's Almanac for that matter, but feel free to drop some suggestions in any of the social medias which you can find at All Around Growth, as well as links to in the show notes. But I want to as much as possible stay on homestead oriented topics this season to keep me focused on the long game right I want to keep my eyes on the prize and maintain sight of my long-term goals because it's oftentimes easier to get through the current challenges in life when we have something that we're working towards and specifically for that matter. So my long-term goals are to work with my family to create a self-sustaining and regenerative what the heck was that? I don't know. Maybe just a crate in the back of my truck in the wind. Anyways, my long-term goals are to, like I said, work with my family to create a self-sustaining and regenerative homestead that will outlast me and provide food, fiber, and fuel for generations to come. Now, before we dive into the topic of today's show, which is primarily the scaling of fermented foods, I want to talk about the principle of auto-suggestion. 
So when it comes to long-term goals, no matter what they are, I want you to consider thinking about them in a way that was presented by Napoleon Hill, which goes as follows, and there's a series of steps, five steps in the principle of auto-suggestion that will help us achieve our goals. One, I know that I have the ability to achieve the object of my definite purpose in life. Therefore, I demand of myself persistent, continuous action towards its attainment. And I here and now promise to render such action. Two, the dominating thoughts of my mind will eventually reproduce themselves in outward physical action and gradually transform themselves into physical reality. Therefore, I will concentrate my thoughts for 30 minutes daily upon the task of thinking of the person that I intend to become, thereby creating in my mind a clear mental picture. 3. I know that through the theory of auto-suggestion, any desire that I persistently hold in my mind will eventually seek some expression through some practical means of obtaining the object or position I desire. 4. I have clearly written down a description of my definite chief aim and I will never stop trying until I develop sufficient self-confidence for its attainment. 5. I realize that no wealth or position can long endure unless built upon truth and justice. I will engage in no transaction that will not benefit all to whom it affects. I will succeed by attracting to myself the forces that I wish to use in the cooperation of other people. I will induce others to serve me because of my willingness to serve them. I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, and cynicism by developing love for all humanity, for I know that a negative attitude toward others will never bring me success. I will cause others to believe in me because I will believe in them and myself. I will sign my name to this formula, commit to memory, and repeat it aloud once a day in full faith that it will gradually influence my thoughts and actions so I will become a self-reliant and successful person. And this is a document that we sign and date, and I will link to this in the show notes. And I think that this is perhaps more important than the actual discussion and dialogue of the scaling of fermented foods, because there's a lot to cover. You know, in this tour of this fermented food operation that my father and I went on, right, we went on this because for us, our family, uh, part of a self-sustaining regenerative homestead, which is our goal, includes the production of fermented foods. So to learn how to begin scaling up, um, I talked with dad about seeing if he had any interest in taking a tour of this local uh, larger fermented food operation. And he did, and I reached out and coordinated a scheduled visit with them. Yes, all during the time of the pandemic. It's possible to actually engage. So here we go. Let's talk about and touch on some of the key points 
that, uh, you know, and that's real interesting because we did this on the 9th or the 1st of September in 2020. Things were opened up, things were closed, things about it. You know, there's been this back and forth. And now, now the queen, the royal family, has been diagnosed with the, uh, with the thing. And it's interesting to see what she's taking, but we're not going to go there. Do your own research. This whole thing is a joke. At any rate, the fermenting foods at a large scale is very similar to the fermentation process on a small scale. All right. Now, whether you are for most of us who've done small-scale fermenting, we've done it in mason jars on our countertops. We have done it in one or two-gallon containers or crocks of some kind, or maybe even something as big as a old-school five or you know twenty-gallon crock like our grandparents had. And the deal is, you have your the vegetables and your spices and salt mixed together and packed in the vessel and held down with a with with a weight and uh, there's a proper name for the oftentimes used a, a, is a plate but there's a proper name for this and it's not coming to mind right now but that's it so we saw that for this particular operation they were using 30 gallon drums I'll link to what kind of drums grief 30 gallon plastic drums uh, I'll link to those where they were purchased and all of this will be in the show notes but they were a 30 gallon drum with a gasket using a lever locking lid and they further customized these drums with an airlock using a drilled, you know, just a, a drilled hole and an inserted airlock in there. The vessels were kept off the ground during the fermenting process, either on pallets or metal shelving, because that is the way it has to be per ODA inspections and uh, guidelines. So the weights are, in their case, was a simple plate, appropriately sized, um, with an appropriately sized coffee cup. So, and the weight was not necessary because the coffee cup was chosen from a selection of about 30 of them uh, based on the depth on how the vegetables were packed in the fermenting vessel. And then it was held down with pressure from the lever lock lid. The fermentation process and time varied on whatever was being fermented, but upon opening, several inches of the product was skimmed off for waste. Oftentimes it was still good, but because it's such a large amount, there's a bit of drying that takes place. And again, this is all dependent on the amount of brine that takes place in uh, and during the fermenting process. 
So when it comes to packing the product from the 30 gallon drums that they had, they went into a colander for draining and then they were packed by hand into jars or into one gallon containers for wholesale distributors or wholesale uh, customers like restaurants and such. Uh, even at that scale, they are also looking at ways to further increase efficiencies and, um, you know, because I, they, I believe they are producing about 30,000 pounds of sauerkraut a year. So for packaging, they use these 16 ounce mayonnaise containers and, uh, I'll see if I can link to those in the show notes, but uh, that's a pretty basic container. Um, most products that they sell are in these 16 ounce containers, except for the dilly beans that they sell when they're in season, and one or two other products which are in these 24 ounce containers, these straight jars, because they are preferable for certain products. Uh, pipeline packaging is who a lot of this stuff is purchased through formerly known as Bottle Solutions, but uh, they also have a lid tightener made by Kinex Cappers, a Model SA2000, and for labeling, they use a RLRRC labeling machine, uh, and the labels are custom printed by Lake Graphics in Cleveland, Lake Graphics label and sign, and... Um, there is also a tamper-resistant seal that's printed by NADCO in Florida. And they prefer to use shrink wrap heat seal um, because, uh, no, they prefer to use this NADCO tamper-resistant seal instead of the shrink wrap. They only use the shrink wrap on their hot sauces and they have a simple tamper-resistant seal that reads, this is a naturally fermented product. Because it is still living, it may bubble or fizz when opened. And there are more notes about the actual sales and production, uh, the delivery and efficiencies, and staffing, and the actual vegetable slicing and processing along with the equipment that's used. Think RoboCoop CL50 food processor, which is a boss. They use it for everything. And there are some additional notes all in this, which you can find in the Telegram group. But one thing I will mention before transitioning to the end of the show and closing out the podcast was check out the Real Pickle People in Massachusetts. You can find them at realpickles.com. It was strongly suggested that we take a road trip to Massachusetts and you know, you're going you're gonna to be charged for a tour of this place, but it's a lot of information and apparently the value is well worth it. So check that out. Check out all the show notes for links to as much as everything possible that I can find, including the Telegram group where you've got to go to find the notes 
of everything related to the fermentation process scaling that I talked about there. Sorry guys, that is how it works. You want the stuff, you gotta engage. So find us on social media, Twitter, Telegram, Float, Facebook, even though we're not all that active on Facebook. And uh, if you don't wanna join chat groups on Telegram, you can just sign up for the broadcast channel and you can get show updates only. T.me slash all around growth podcast. All right, guys, that's it. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you hear, share the episode on your social media of choice. Get the word out there. Help us grow the show. Help grow the audience. Help grow yourself and be a part of the community with us over at t.me slash allaroundgrowth. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.